Strap in, buckle up. It is time for the first mock draft from yours truly, Andrew Dobius at Barely Athletic. Welcome back to another podcast. Uh, yeah, it's the mock draft. It's the first mock draft episode. Uh, draft is coming up quick. It is coming up very quick here. Uh, only two weeks until the draft. I am super hyped about it. Uh, I've been really waiting for this for about two, three months now. I've done a lot of research. I feel comfortable enough to bring you uh, my first and maybe only mock draft. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. There is a couple trades involved just because I think it's more realistic. I should mention this is what I predict is going to happen, not what I want to happen. Because, um, you know, that'd be a completely different story. And last thing before we get into this. Uh, I am terrible at pronouncing names, so if I mispronounce somebody's name, don't get offended because I'm just terrible at it. I warned you ahead of time, it might get ugly. Uh, starting off, Jacksonville Jaguars, number one. We're starting out a little easy. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, no surprise here. Uh, Lawrence, best quarterback in this draft class. He's the most hyped quarterback coming out of the draft since Andrew Luck. Um, yeah, he's he's really... If Jacksonville Jaguars do not select Trevor Lawrence, uh, I think I made a bet with with the friend of the producer that if they don't pick Trevor Lawrence, I'll get a tattoo uh, of whatever he wants. So that's how confident I am. Shouldn't be a surprise there. Number two, I'm almost as confident uh, in this pick as I am in number one. New York Jets at number two picking quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU. Uh, they traded away Sam Darnold. They're obviously picking a quarterback. Which quarterback are they going to pick is technically up for debate, but it it really seems like for the last month or two that they have their eyes set on Wilson. Uh, if you want my opinion, I think Fields is a better quarterback. But, you know, there, there's pros and cons. Uh, Wilson's arm is a, a rocket. I mean, he's got, he's got like, the, the Pat Mahomes arm. Like, he can sling it from any place on the field, and it, it's, yeah. He's just super talented. Uh, number three, San Francisco 49ers. They traded up to that number three position. If you didn't know, they traded with Miami. Uh, there's reports coming out that they say Mac Jones is their guy. However, Justin Fields just had his pro day today, and I believe 49ers are picking Justin Fields. I refuse to believe that they are picking Mac Jones at number three. I refuse to believe that because there are two other quarterbacks that will still be on this board that are better than Mac Jones. Justin Fields, Trey Lance. If Jets pick Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, doesn't matter. Mac Jones is the fifth best quarterback in this draft class. I, I just, I, the frustration that I'm going to have if Mac Jones gets taken number three over Justin Fields, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, it, it's, it's a, Justin Fields is the most, I, I seriously believe he's the best quarterback in this draft class. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, but Justin Fields is the second best by far. I could make a case for first. He is so talented, and every problem that people have with Justin Fields, they overlook for Zach Wilson. So that's my issue with that. Um, yeah, Fields uh, overall, just an all-around great quarterback. Um, there's problems that he he looks at his number one too too much. Too much, I guess. Too long. He only likes to target his number one receiver. That's really fixable. 
that is really fixable. And if you watch the tape, he really doesn't do it that much. It's really not a it's it's a problem that people are making it bigger than it actually is. So number four, Denver Broncos traded with the Atlanta Falcons. This isn't a real thing. This is a mock trade. I should I should mention the Atlanta Falcons trade with the Denver Broncos. Uh, it, they'll be swapping first rounds. Broncos will probably add another first in there. But Denver Broncos are trading up to get Trey Lance, quarterback, NDSU. I really like Lance. I think out of all the quarterbacks, he has the highest ceiling. He is like a Lamar Jackson light, and I think what you need to do is put him in a similar situation uh, like the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. You give him a year on the sideline, you bring him in for a couple of plays if, if needed just to get him a little bit of experience on the field. But you you stick with Drew Locke for one more year. You stick with Drew Locke, and hopefully you just you know you let Trey Lance simmer on the bench, and then uh, by twenty twenty two he should be ready to go. Uh, the 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 main issue with him is the lack of experience in college. He really only played like seventeen games. Yeah, yeah, but you know, so did players like Kyler Murray only played like sixteen, seventeen games. I'm not. That 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 is not that uh, big of a deal to me, um, as well as the argument of oh he didn't play at the the top tier skill level. You know he he played at NDSU. He was in more like a, a an easier division. A good pass is a good pass. A good read is a good read. Trey Lance is talented. He is an NFL quarterback. He may not be an NFL quarterback day one. But give him some time, and I, I think there's, a, there's an argument to be made that he can be the best quarterback coming out of this draft. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals picking offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Uh, the big question is protect Burrow or give him more weapons. That's the question. Uh, I'm going to bet on Sewell. I'm going to bet on offensive tackle. If, you know, you can't. Burrow can't do anything if he's not being protected. So he's a number one ranked uh, offensive lineman in this draft. Wide receiver depth is very, very deep this year. So even though you're missing out on the best like Jamar Chase, you can still get a quality uh, receiver in like the second or third round. So uh, I think Sewell is the best option for the Bengals because you do not want another scenario like you did last year where Burrow just gets a, a devastating injury. There goes your season. Number six, Miami Dolphins. I have picking tight end out of Florida, Kyle Pitts. Probably the most hyped up player uh, in this draft. Probably the most hyped up player in the last five years. Uh, He's been described as a mix of Travis Kelsey and Kelvin Johnson. He has the largest wingspan out of any tight end in the history of the NFL. If I'm Miami, I know you're eyeing Jamar Chase. I know you were eyeing Devontae Smith. Uh, you got to go best available. He Pitts is the best receiver in this draft. He's better than Jamar Chase. The, the one-on-ones that he's going to have in the NFL against these slow linebackers or small safeties is going to be ridiculous. So, yeah, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm taking Pitts. Yeah, you have Mike Gusecki, but Kyle Pitts is talented enough to where he, you know, you can figure things out. You can switch up your offense a little bit to fit Pitts in there. Um, and, you know, if, if Gusecki does, doesn't really have another good year, 
you think about moving on. So Pitts, the only downfall is his blocking. That's what Kaseki's there for. I think Kyle Pitts is the perfect pick for the Miami Dolphins. That's if he makes it to six, because I believe he's a top five talent. I believe he is the most talented player in this draft. Uh, so yeah, Miami Dolphins, great pick at number six. Number seven, Detroit Lions picking wide receiver Jamar Chase. They get, Lions fans, you got to be excited about this pick if that happens. If Dolphins pick Pitts, Detroit Lions can pick Jamar Chase out of LSU. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if what I'm saying is correct, the Bengals and the Dolphins both pass on the number one ranked wide receiver in the draft. And I'm not going to blame them for it because they have other reasons to to pick other players. But, you know, Jamar Chase is super talented. Statistically, he had a better season than Justin Jefferson in 2019 when they both played on the same team. I'm not saying that Jamar Chase is going to be Justin Jefferson. I'm not saying he's going to have a better rookie season than Justin Jefferson because that's going to be almost impossible. But we know he's capable of performing uh, at Justin Jefferson's level. How that translates to the NFL, we don't know, but it's very promising. Very, very promising for the Detroit Lions. Plus, they need it. They really need help. I mean, Tyrell Williams is not a wide receiver one. He might not be a wide receiver two, honestly. You, I mean, you got Jared Goff. You got to give him some weapons. I mean, Goff is not the type of quarterback that can make something out of nothing. He's really not that player. You need to give him weapons. And TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift is not enough. So bringing in this top-tier receiver is is perfect. No matter what, the Lions need to bring in a receiver. Whoever it is, uh, luckily for them, if what I'm saying is correct, they can land Chase, which is perfect if you're a Lions fan. And perfect if you're Jared Goff. Uh, number eight, the Carolina Panthers picking offensive tackle Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, one of my favorite players in this draft. Carolina Panthers, they, they got their quarterback in Sam Darnold. Now you just need to protect him. Uh, Slater's draft stock has really skyrocketed in the last few months uh, for good reason. He's perfect mix of agility and strength. Panthers could go defense. They, they need to improve there, but I think Slater's too good not to pass up in this opportunity. So you got Darnold, you got Slater, you got Christian McCaffrey uh, coming back from injury, and you got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. That is a terrifying offense. Um, Obviously my, my dream pick for the Panthers is Kyle Pitts, but I don't think Pitts is going to fall. Number nine, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, That's because they just traded with the Broncos. Uh, earlier for that number four pick. So the Atlanta Falcons now have the Broncos pick at number nine. They are going to pick cornerback Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. Uh, Falcons need to go defense. I don't care. Matt Ryan, yeah, he's he's kind of fallen down a little bit on the rankings, but he's still a, a good enough quarterback to last you another season. You got to go defense. Your your Atlanta Falcons defense is garbage. Uh, so yeah, they trade back with the Broncos and they need to improve their defense. What position, any position really helps, but I haven't picking corner. AJ Terrell last year was a great addition to the team, but he needs more help. Uh, Falcons gave up the most passing yards per game last year, which is 293 yards per game. That was their average 293 passing yards per game. They need to improve that. 
Patrick Sertain could be that guy. He's a lockdown corner. Very, very talented. Also, football in his blood. His father, Patrick Sertain, uh, the first, very talented as well. Best corner in the draft, in my opinion, Patrick Sertain. Maybe, maybe second best, um, but we'll get into that in a bit. Number 10, Dallas Cowboys basically pick whatever corner uh, is not going to be picked at number nine. They're going to pick J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. They probably have their hearts set on Patrick Sertain, but that, you know, was a, a pick before him, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be happy taking J.C. Horn. They're in a very similar situation to the Falcons. Um, they added talent last year in Diggs, Trayvon Diggs. But again, he needs help. J.C. Horn, he has risen up the ranks. He's now ranked number two among corners on most people's list. Uh, personally, I think Caleb Farley is the best corner in this draft. I think I give him the slight edge over Patrick Sertain, but this is a prediction episode. It's not what I want to happen. I don't always get what I want. So, yeah, J.C. Horn, great pick. Number 11 is the New York Giants, but... There's another trade. I have the New England Patriots trading up to the 11 pick, swapping picks with the New York Giants. The New England Patriots are on the clock, and they are selecting Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Mac Jones being picked at 11. Now, I kind of threw a lot of shade at Mac Jones earlier on in this episode. He's still a, a very talented quarterback. He had an amazing season last season. Um, yeah, without Jalen Waddle as well, without, you know, possibly the best, uh, receiver at Alabama. So Mac Jones, very talented. He had a very good team built around him, but still talented nonetheless. Uh, yeah, Patriots are going to be aggressive. They've been aggressive this off season. I think they're going to be aggressive in the draft. They're going to trade up, get their future quarterback. Uh, and yeah, just swap first picks with the with the Giants uh, as part of the trade. Obviously, they got to give up more, but yeah, they they get a great quarterback, decent trade. I, I expect other teams if Mac Jones falls this far, or if whatever the fifth quarterback is falls this far, I expect teams like Washington, like Chicago, like New England, to try to trade up at around the ten, eleven, twelve point. And I think that Patriots have the most assets to, uh, to to get Mac Jones. So under Belichick, yeah, could be a lot worse for Mac. Number 12, Philadelphia Eagles selecting wide receiver out of Alabama, Devontae Smith. Yes, I have Devontae Smith ranked higher than Jalen Waddell. They're very similar, not in terms of... Uh, I should in terms of play style, I guess, um, if that's the right word, but in terms of talent, I think they're they're based on rankings. If you ask people to rank their top three receivers, Smith and Waddle will be two and three. I have Smith at two. I like his safe hands. Uh, yeah, he's skinny. That's the worst excuse ever uh, for for not wanting Devonta Smith. But Waddle's the speedster. Eagles already have a player like that in Jalen Rieger. I think that Devontae Smith is the better move. He's he's got great hands. He won the Heisman last year. Philly, you just you can't mess up this pick. You really can't. 
You passed up on DK Metcalf in 2019. You passed up on Justin Jefferson in in 2020. You cannot pass up on Devonta Smith in 2021. I will lose my mind, along with the entire city of Philadelphia, if you do not pick Devonta Smith. You need a receiver. Oh my gosh, imagine the scenes in Philly. If, if Philly doesn't pick a wide receiver here at number 12. Chaos. Anarchy. It would be crazy. Uh, number 13, we got the Los Angeles Chargers. Offensive tackle Christian Derrissaw from Virginia Tech. Chargers need left tackle. They need to protect Justin Herbert at all costs. That's their number one priority. Yes, they could go receiver. Jalen Waddle will be a great addition to the Chargers. However, Derrissaw is the best option for the Chargers. He's the best tackle available at this point in the draft. No-brainer. Just plain and simple. Pick a offensive lineman. Protect Herbert. He is a gem. He is the future of the NFL. Don't waste him. Number 14, let's get into this. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, so this should be a lot of fun. Number 14, Minnesota Vikings select edge rusher Jalen Phillips out of Miami. I do not want the Vikings to pick Jalen Phillips. I want the Vikings to pick a guard, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, for example. But like I said earlier, I don't always get what I want. I think the Vikings, they, they need help on defense in basically any position. So adding the best edge rusher in the draft, it could, it could bring back their, their elite defense that they once had. It's not going to be you know, just like what they were. He's not going to be like... A, like a Jared Allen, but you know, Jalen Phillips, I think is very talented. I think he's the best edge rusher in the draft. Uh, and I can definitely see the Vikings boosting their D line, picking him. He was a, he was a late first round, early second round towards the beginning of the year back in February, but holy crap, he had a very impressive pro day and that just got his, his draft stock just boosted. So I can see the Vikings picking an edge rusher here. I'm going to be a little upset about it, but I'll, I'll get over it. Uh, number 15, New York Giants now have 15 instead of the New England Patriots. Uh, they're picking linebacker Micah Parsons. So the Giants trade back with the Patriots and still get arguably the best defender in this year's draft. Parsons, he's that type of player. You put him in uh, day one, he's going to be a game changer. He's an instant starter. Especially, you know, on the Giants. They have a rough defense. Uh, yeah, that's this is a player that the Giants have needed for a while. A player that can just come in day one and be an instant threat. Um, yeah, even though Parsons, he didn't compete last year. Still the number, rank, number one ranked linebacker this year. He's that good. Number 16, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Selecting wide receiver Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Waddle has fallen all the way down to 16. Cardinals could not resist. They are going to pick him up. Yes, they need defenders. They could use corners. They could use linebackers. There's a lot that they could do. Uh, But the opportunity to pick Jalen Waddle this late in the draft is too good not to pass up. Waddle, he, he can immediately fit a wide receiver two, wide receiver three role that the Cardinals desperately need. I know they just signed A.J. Green, but it was a one-year deal. Plus, he's really old. Uh, and you don't know if the talent's still there. Christian Kirk, one year left on his contract. He really hasn't proven that he's a wide receiver, too. And Larry Fitzgerald, he might not even be in the NFL 
at the start of this season. There's rumors of him retiring. So I think Jalen Waddell preparing for the future is a very, very smart move. And listen, if Jalen Waddell is, is as good as people say he is, you're going to have the, the, one of the best offenses in football with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Waddell. Oof. That's nasty. There is rumors that Arizona Cardinals are planning on trading up uh, to pick maybe a Kyle Pitts or maybe like a uh, uh, Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle earlier. Um, but there's a good chance that Waddle can fall to 16. Next up, number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders picking linebacker Jeremiah Wusukoromoa from Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, what defensive position do the Raiders need? All of them. All of them. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, he's my favorite linebacker coming out of this draft. He's the most versatile defender uh, in this draft. He's, he's really good at coverage. He shut down Devonta Smith. He's great against the run. He stopped Najee Harris multiple times, and he's beaten some of the best O-linemen in the game. So he, he really is a do-it-all player. Uh, Notre Dame basically built their entire defense around him last season. I think Jay Gruden is kind of drooling at the mouth, looking at looking at the film and saying, we can get this guy at six, at 17. That is a great, great, great pick for a very talented player. They need to boost their defense. It's really, it, it, it's not going to be a shock that they're going to go linebacker here. So I think Jeremiah Wusukormola is the best pick. All right, moving on to number eight. Team, the Miami Dolphins with their second pick in the first round. Edge rusher Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Dolphins could go running back in this pick. I, I, I wouldn't be fully against it uh, because a uh, top talent like Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, that would really help. But I think the need for an edge rusher is more than a need for, for a running back. I think I would have faith in Gaskin over my faith in in the uh the edge the edge rushers really it's dolphins they kind of have a good defense going their corners are elite their linebackers are decent i guess deteriorating a little bit they just need to rush the quarterback so quitty pay he's a top talent in his position most analysts have him ahead of jalen phillips as the best edge uh rusher in this year's draft he definitely was before jalen phillips's pro day um so it's kind of he's either one or two on the rankings Great move for Miami. Uh, they improved their offense on, on their first pick. Now they can improve their defense on the second. 19, I got the Washington football team picking up offensive tackle. I guess picking up. What, what am I talking about? Drafting offensive tackle. Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Uh, Washington, uh, I think, like I said earlier, they'll most likely attempt to trade up uh, for an early round quarterback. I don't think they're going to get it. They're going to have to settle on a tackle. Tevin Jenkins, uh, he's going to be the best tackle available at this point in the draft. Uh, and, you know, they're still trying to replace Trent Williams, who they lost back in 2019. So um, I, I do see Washington drafting a, a quarterback second or third round. Uh, I don't think that's really going to be a, a surprise to anyone. Um, couple players that pop into my mind that would be a good fit. Probably, I, I really like Kyle Trask. I think that's a a good fit for that offense. But I think Kellen, Kellen Mund would probably be the best fit for Washington. I think he's a, 
He's a little Cam Newton, and I think Ron Rivera sees that. So, uh, anyway, Tevin Jenkins, one of the best offensive tackles uh, in this draft class. He's really moving up in the rankings. Uh, yeah, at, at this point in the draft, he's still going to be available. Washington needs to improve on their own line. They have an elite defense. Uh, yeah, just just improve that own line. And hey, it it wouldn't be a shock if you uh, finish top in the division. Number twenty. Another team that I think would trade for a quarterback, but won't end up getting it. Uh, Chicago Bears, they are going to draft offensive guard Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Uh, The Bears, yeah, they're they're hoping for that quarterback. They're hoping for a quarterback to hopefully fall at this point. It's not likely at all. Uh, Drafting Vera Tucker, it's the next next best thing. He's a natural guard, which is a little harder to find in in these drafts, a little harder than tackles. so, yeah, that, that's what the Bears need. They need to protect their franchise quarterback, Andy Dalton, which I laugh every time I say that. Um, yeah, their defense is good. And, you know, if you're... If this... I just... I can't believe. I'm still not over them saying we're getting Russell Wilson and then set on Andy Dalton. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that they need to do... In, in order to save their job, uh, the Bears' front office needs to protect Andy Dalton, give him all the help that he can get. Uh, Moving on, 21 Indianapolis Colts picking edge rusher Aziz Ojulari. Very awesome name. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly out of Georgia. Uh, Colts passing game, it's or pass rushing game, excuse me, uh, has not been good. And I feel like it's kind of going under the radar. It really hasn't been good for a while. Uh, Very low tier, middle of the pack kind of. Lower 50%. Uh, Ojulari, he's a great value at, at this stage in the draft. Um, and they lost two important D linemen this season. So just a, a perfect replacement that they can they can just start day one. Here's where it gets interesting. 22. Tennessee Titans pick cornerback Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. My favorite corner coming out of this draft. Titans get a steal. They get a steal. Caleb Farley, I think, is the best cornerback in this draft class, but his value has dropped significantly uh, due to not having a pro day because he just had surgery, so he couldn't do anything. Uh, This is a very good case of overvaluing pro days. Um, I think you just need to pay attention to, to his college performance, pay attention to his film. If you ask people in February, best corner in the draft, I would say about 60% of, of analysts would say Caleb Farley. Another 40 saying Patrick Sertain. Now it's, you know, you got J.C. Horn ranked above Caleb Farley, which, you know, Horn is great. He's a great corner. And I think he, he's got a good future in the NFL, but I think Caleb Farley is just better. I think he's just better in almost every aspect. So, yes, the Titans do need a wide receiver, and they need it bad because you, you lost. You know, who did they lose? They lose. Uh, they lost Cleef Raymond, I think. Corey Davis is the big one. Adam Humphreys. So really all you have left is A.J. Brown. Uh, but like I said earlier, the the depth in wide receivers, this, this draft is super deep. So they can really get a, a top receiver in the second or third round that in other drafts might have been a first rounder. So... Uh, yeah, I think the Titans are going to wait on receiver. They're going to improve their defense. 
23, New York Jets selecting Edge Gregory Rousseau, the other defensive end out of Miami. Uh, Robert Sala, the new head coach of the Jets, the defensive guru. I think he's picking a top defensive end. Uh, I, I think you pick a, a top guy that lines up opposite of Carl Lawson. And then you're doing fine. You got Carl Lawson, Quinn and Williams, and then Gregory Rousseau. Yeah. Yeah, that's a scary defensive line. So they already improved their offense uh, in free agency, picking up a ton of receivers, and they're drafting Zach Wilson most likely. Time to improve their defense. Get the best edge rusher available. Gregory Rousseau at this point will be the best one available. Number 24, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're going to run it back Najee Harris from Alabama. Yeah, they just lost James Conner to the Arizona Cardinals. Not that they were actively, you know, really wanting James Conner back, but yeah, they, they're getting their third down workhorse back that they're missing. I mean, that's just the type of running backs that they like. They just like the ground and pound. They don't really care about the, the lightness on his feet, you know. They don't care if he dances around the football field. They just want a guy who just puts his head down and run. So Najee Harris, best running back coming out of this draft. He he's like a he's like a mini Derrick Henry, if I had to think of a player comparison based on running style. He's obviously not as big or powerful as Derrick Henry, but he is a very big and powerful running back. Uh definitely the the largest coming out of this draft class. So yeah, Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers, it makes sense. It's that type of of running back that the Steelers like. I predicted Leonard Fournette going to the Steelers a free agency. I was wrong. Najee Harris is a very similar player to Leonard Fournette. That's actually a better comparison than Derrick Henry. Uh, plus, he can catch the ball. Uh, a lot of people are knocking him for that. He's not the best pass catcher in the in the draft. That's Travis Etienne, but he can still get it done. Uh, number 25, Jacksonville Jaguars selecting safety. Trevor Morig, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, out of TCU, best safety coming out of this draft. Uh, Jaguars, they're going to look to improve their defense now after picking Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. Uh, a few picks that would work at, at this stage in the draft at 25. But uh, I think that the best defensive talent available at this point is Trevor Morig. Uh, he's like a safety linebacker hybrid uh, type of player, kind of like Isaiah Simmons uh, from last year, went to the Cardinals. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll just roam the field and look to do whatever he can to disrupt the quarterback. So I really like Trevor Morig. I think uh, it, it really any player that or any team that drafts him, um, you know, a 20th pick or higher, I think that gets a very good value. Very talented. Just safeties don't usually get drafted too high in NFL drafts. So you could really have an all-star uh, safety here. So pro bowler. So I, I really like him. Uh, Got to keep an eye on as well. Jaguars need help on defense. They need help in the secondary. Morig is is really going to improve. Uh, number 26, Cleveland Browns. Edge, Jason Owe, Owe, Owe? Penn State. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that one. I'm sorry, Jason. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, you're being drafted to a really good team. Cleveland Browns looking for another edge rusher. Lineup opposite of Miles Garrett. That's going to be terrifying. Uh, but the Browns should go defense on this pick. Picking up an edge rusher is the best move in my head. They're in a very difficult division. Plus, adding pressure, adding pass rushers is very necessary if they want to make a push in the playoffs. Think about it. If they're in the playoffs next year, they need to go up against quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, 
Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. You got to put pressure on the quarterback if you want to beat them. So Cleveland Browns adding this guy, adding Jason Owa away. I think it's Owe uh, is, is, is the best move. Number 27, Baltimore Ravens picking wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Heck yeah, big fan of Bateman. Been watching him for a couple of years now. Uh, the Ravens tried to get a receiver in free agency, and they failed. Sammy Watkins, I'm sorry. You're just, you're just not good enough. Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown is not the weapons that Lamar Jackson needs to, to even finish first in the division. So uh, the, the best thing that the Ravens can do is picking the top wide receiver available to help Lamar Jackson. Offensive line is good. Tight end is good. Defense is elite. Running back is looking great. Pick a receiver. Pick a god dang receiver to help out Lamar Jackson. Because uh, Marquise Brown looked decent second half of the season. And Sammy Watkins is talented. You just need you need more. You need more and you need better. I've seen Rashad Bateman. I've seen how he plays. He is the perfect fit for the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely perfect fit. Moving on, number 28, New Orleans Saints picking linebacker Zavin Collins out of Tulsa. Saints are in a very weird position this year. Uh, there's a lot of options that they can go. They can pick wide receiver. They can pick quarterback. Uh, and basically any defensive position. Um, corner would be another good move. But I have the Saints picking Zayvon Collins. He is that type of player where, you know, you just you you put him in day one and he can perform, and then you just don't need to worry about linebackers. I think that's what the Saints need right now. Saints are slowly, slowly falling apart. I think Zayvon Collins is a very, very solid band-aid to put on this team and uh, hopefully gives the Saints enough time to recover so they don't go in a big you know, five-year slump. Uh, 29, Green Bay Packers picking uh, center. Yeah, not wide receiver. They're picking center. Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. I'm sorry, Packer fans. You're going to have to wait another year for first-round receiver. And here's the reason why. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Packers had the, despite the frustrating drops, they still had the highest-scoring offense last year. It, their offense worked, as frustrating as it is for Packer fans and even more frustrating uh, when you're playing against the Packers, but their offense worked. I know that it's not ideal, but if I'm you know, Matt LaFleur or whoever the GM for Green Bay Packers is, I can't think of his, I just can't think of who, uh, who, whose job that is. I don't, I don't know. I, it's at the tip of my tongue. doesn't matter. The point is, I'm picking a lineman if I'm the Packers. I'm picking a lineman over a receiver. You, you pick a lineman, you milk every last bit of talent out of Aaron Rodgers uh, until he just works at, uh, on Jeopardy full-time. But, uh, yeah, that, that's really... Lineman is, is the best thing you can do. It's going to be frustrating for Packer fans, but you're getting an amazing, amazing lineman out of Landon Dickerson. Uh, like I said, played out of Alabama. He would have been way higher on this list. I think he would have been the third lineman taken uh, if he didn't suffer an ACL injury last year. He seems to be recovering really well. 
at Mac Jones Pro Day. You saw him doing cartwheels in the background. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's recovering all right. Um, yeah, it's Packers. If you draft Landon Dickerson at 29, at 29, that is a steal. That might be the steal of the draft. That might be a better steal than Caleb Farley. So, just something to think about, Packers. I know, uh, I, I know you want receiver, but you know you got to protect Rodgers, and Rodgers is priority. Number thirty, Buffalo Bills cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Uh, when you think about the Buffalo Bills, there's really not a lot of positions that they need to drastically improve on. Running back is probably the first thing that comes to mind, so they could go Etienne. But I, I think adding another corner would really help. Um, I, I think it, it adding, if Greg Newsom is who we think he is, if he is a, a first-rounder, a talented corner, that could bump up their passing defense from great to elite. So, and like I said when I was talking about the Browns, like if you want to make playoffs, you want to make it far in the playoffs, you need to have an elite defense. You need to be on your A game. You're going up against some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You got to beat Pat Mahomes somehow. I think corner is the position that they can improve on the most. Someone to line up opposite of Tredavious White. Speaking of Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're at 30, 31. They are going to pick offensive tackle. Samuel Cosme out of Texas. Uh, yeah, we saw during the Super Bowl, Mahomes needs a little bit of help. He needs some protection. Cosme, he's going to be a great replacement because the Chiefs released Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. Uh, yeah, Cosme, he can replace one of them. He's very versatile. He can play tackle. He can play guard. He can kind of move him around any, any way you want. So he is a instant replacement for Schwartz or Fisher. He's not going to be as talented day one as those guys, but there is potential. Number 32, Tampa Bay Buccaneers select defensive line Christian Barmore out of Alabama. Uh, Dominican Sue actually re-signed with a team, which I didn't expect. However, Dominican Sue is 34. So uh, Barmore, he, he's going to be the instant replacement after this year. Him lining up with Vita Vea is very, very scary. Uh, yeah, Bucks like first team in history to re-sign every single player uh, from the Super Bowl winning team. I think that's really cool. So it's just preparing for players who are going to leave after the season is over. Now you think of players like JPP at linebacker, so they could use another linebacker, but I'm going to go with Dominican Sue replacement, Christian Barmore. And that is it. Let me know what you think about this. Comment, leave a review. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and just yeah, I'm really excited for this draft. Really excited. There's going to be a lot more episodes to come uh, before the draft and a lot more after the draft. We're going to be breaking down every single pick. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you for sp- taking the time out of your day to uh, to listen to this. Really, really do appreciate it here at Barely Athletic. Um, yeah. That's all I got. See you later.